invest in professional development for your entire organization, boost its potential, and see it grow. Choose Docebo, the world's most powerful platform for corporate learning. Learn more at docebo.com. Once, there was a fable. It was the story of the best of all possible worlds. It was the fairy tale of globalization. It's the 90s, the Cold War has ended. A new order is rising from the fall of the Berlin Wall. The world is shrinking and flattening. The People's Republic of China becomes part of the World Trade Organization. The internet revolutionizes production, communication, and everyday life. Production chains extend all over the planet, and supply networks start connecting distant places. Geography itself has shifted. It's as if we're on the brink of a new era of peace, progress, and wealth. Some even claim we're at the end of history. In the best of all possible worlds, global markets are the solution to all evils. Everything had changed. Everything was changing. 35 years later, globalization still exists, but the fairy tale is all but gone. In the last few weeks, we've seen the latest threat to the global balance. The threat is playing out on the coasts of the Red Sea. It comes from Yemen, one of the states facing those waters, which connect the Mediterranean Sea to the Indian Ocean. The threat comes from the sky, in the shape of drone and missile attacks. The targets are mainly cargo convoys near the Strait of Babel Mandem. The raids are being carried out by Houthi, a Shiite militia supported by Iran, which has intensified its attacks in response to Israel's operations in the Gaza Strip. Fear runs fast across the water and global commerce is stalled because this strait sees the passage of 12% of the world's goods and about one-third of containers. To destabilize the Red Sea means to clog one of the main arteries of an invisible organism that extends from Asia to Europe, from China to the Mediterranean, from Shanghai to Genoa. The cornerstones of globalization are trembling and the shadow of escalation is hanging over the region. During the night between the 11th and 12th of January, U.S. and British military forces struck back against targets in Yemen. When it came to the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic, we talked about a Chernobyl of globalization, and now it's time for a new Armageddon. I am Guido Brera, and you're listening to Black Box, the hidden side of finance, a podcast by Cora Media, sponsored by Docebo. For the longest time, global markets appeared to be an invisible entity, a remote presence, abstract, even divine. But global markets are real. They have a skeleton made of steel and a soul that weighs hundreds of kilos, even tons, tons of cargo. Globalization is the roar of the trucks, the scream of the sirens, the rattle of the forklifts, the rumble of the engine rooms. 
Its muscles and nerves, sculpted biceps and small feminine hands. Its flesh and machine. Remember that butterfly that flaps its wings in Beijing and causes catastrophes across the globe? A cargo's journey starts from far away. It starts in Shanghai or in Ningbo. Ningbo used to be a small and poor village. Nothing but mosquitoes, swamps, poverty, famine, and strife. Now its port sees the departure of ships the size of star cruisers. Containers are packed together in a giant block of iron and silicon, carbon, chrome, and nickel. At the core of these iron cradles is everything you ever searched for at your local Chinese emporium. These ships need to sell, load, and unload. They need to burn more petrol than the sea. They need to crash across borders. It will take a cargo ship little over a month to reach Genoa. It will sail across seas, straits, and channels. It will face currents. It will navigate under blankets of stars and pitch black skies. It will cross the South China Sea. Its deserted islands disputed between China, Taiwan, Malaysia, Brunei, Vietnam, and the most combative of Asian countries. The United States of America. Leaving these islands behind, the ship will come to Malacca, where all of history's evils meet. Despite being made of steel, the cargo ship will proceed cautiously across the narrow strip of water. Its cargo will tremble in anticipation for the danger it's about to face. The Strait of Malacca is a dangerous place, especially for cargo ships. The danger is pirates. This is why safety protocols dictate that ships should keep their water pumps running at all times as they approach the strait, as if sailing across the desert. Lights must be always kept on, brightening up that slice of water, bringing to attention the guards on board and informing the pirates that the cargo is protected. The cargo must be defended. The cargo must be defended at any cost, by any means. After the strait, the crew can take a sigh of relief. The sea opens up, but don't expect a vast ocean. Instead, the ship will cross the Red Sea up a channel not unlike a river. That channel is one of the most important threads of the tangled ball that we call globalization. Now the desert will break the uniform dullness of salt water. Meanwhile, a small boat guides across the strait. It takes a confident guide to cross Suez. While the pilots of the channel climb up the sides, the cargo may start to fear for its safety. But these aren't pirates, and this isn't aborting. So suddenly, fear turns into a strange type of euphoria. The cargo thinks it's arrived, as if it were time to disembark. But it couldn't be further from the truth. The end of the trip is still ways off. Then the ship will reach Genoa, from the sea, the city might seem a bit like Hong Kong, a dragon lying on the back of hills, protecting the heart of everything, the port. The dock workers of Genoa are called Kamali, and they'll show up with a sullen look of defeat in their eyes, unloading containers in the port terminals all day, every day. And so, the cargo has finally docked it can kiss the ground through its polyurethane skin. From there, it's pressed into wheel-bound blocks, 
It's time for trucks, pickups, and rigs like Titans, capable of lifting anything. As if that weren't enough, here come the land trains, several freights tied together. This army of road warriors moves off onto the expressway, past the toll booths, and so begins another story. This is the trip that cargo will take along one of the main routes in global commerce, a route increasingly rife with emergencies, hitches, and accidents, increasingly at risk of catastrophes. It's already happened, and it's still happening. The Ever Given is one of the largest container ships in the world. It's managed by Evergreen Marine and registered in Panama. It's 400 meters long, 60 meters wide, with a gross tonnage of 220,000. On the 23rd of March 2021, the Ever Given put everything on hold. Having left Shanghai and sailing for Holland, it suddenly got stuck in the Suez Canal. The great artery was jammed and cargoes were frozen. Over 300 ships were blocked for days. The logistics of distribution and production were suddenly in disarray. The global insurance market went haywire. It was like a perfect storm. The over $3 billion of insurance coverage for the Ever Given was multiplied exponentially for all the ships blocked behind her. The year before, in 2020, it was a virus that snuck its way into the gears of the world factory and stopped it cold. A heart attack that pulled down the entire system. Everything stops with the global production web. Everything stops on the global exchange routes. 2020, 2021, 2024. The same story now with the attacks of the Houthi. Once there was a fable. It was the story of the best of all possible worlds. It was the fairy tale of globalization's thousand promises and of a world dominated by the god of markets. There's little left of that story. In a multipolar world, the fragility of globalization is clear to all. The crisis has many effects. The shipping giants are suspending the passage of their ships in the Red Sea. The price of oil is rising, while transportation costs from Asia to Europe are soaring. According to the shipping company AP Mahler Maersk, it may take months to open up the route again. Peace was the engine of globalization. Wars could be the end. The financial markets bid farewell to 2024 with excessive complacency. They cheered the reduction of interest rates and the end of the inflationary cycle. But they also underplayed the dangers of a permanent crisis, the age of the holocrises. Reality is much more complex and chaotic than the financial markets would want us to believe. The response to this earthquake is seemingly not enough. We already saw it in episode 15 of this podcast. The risking is the magic word by which the West has decided to loosen its reliance on China and to free itself from the interdependence of global markets, especially to control the variables. The risking means diversifying risk, not playing the whole game on one board alone. It means tightening networks and pulling production back to the West. These processes are also known as reshoring and nearshoring. The goal is to sidestep the weaknesses of a world factory system, but the consequences may be a rise in inflation, as well as a rise of labor costs in the global north. 
Guerrilla warfare is the tactic used by a weaker force against a larger and better-armed enemy. Commercial terrorism in the Red Sea proves how vulnerable the global networks are. But it's also the fragment of a present that may be a prediction of the future. The great debate between acceleration and containment of AI is also about the capillary development of this new technology. One of the dangers is the extension and spread of weapon development, such as drones, for example. Weapons that can inflict severe damage at a relatively low cost. In this case, cybersecurity as we know it today would no longer be enough. There's a lot of confusion under the sky, and on the surface of one small branch of the sea, we're seeing the newest chapter in our history unfold. Black Box is a Cora News podcast, produced by Cora Media and sponsored by Docebo. Written by Guido Brera with I Diavoli. Editorial supervision by Francesca Milano. Intro and sound design by Luca Micheli. Editing and post-production by Luca Micheli and Emanuele Moscatelli. Production organization by Alex Peverengo. <laughs>